John Schnatter, everybody. Welcome to the show, John. Better ingredients, better pizza. Thanks for having me. By the way, that's worth it all right there. to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Welcome to Cash Daddies. We are banking fatties, kind of this week, kind of. If you bank some fatties, tell us how you did it. Uh, Join me as always on Zoom, Howie. How are you, Howie Dewey? Good, my man. Good. Raining here in New York City, but overall doing wonderful. It's raining men. And also <laughs> joining us on the ones and two, Jay Nice, Johnny Wooded. How are you, Johnny? Oh, yeah. I'm great. <laughs> nothing nothing weird or awkward happening around nothing here at all. Nothing here at all. And joining us, as always, to know him as love him, Cash Daddy favorite, Chris Neff. Chris, how are you? You know what? I'm surprised I still have a job because last week I heard my substitute came in and... Uh, the positive comments were so big, I might be getting voted off the show, and this Whitman Whitaker's going to take over. What? Oh, 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 the guy, the guy from last time? Yeah, Whitman uh, Whitaker. Yeah. Apparently some guy from the 30s that's got a lot of knowledge to drop. Yeah, he, he was right. definitely <laughs> interesting. How are yeah. you, Chris? I'm good. Um, Tell us about your week. You I guys will. are such professionals. Uh, thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I have an announcement to make. There's been a lot of uh, talk about Neff Lab Industries and Technologies. And, um, well, without further ado, the Neff Air Authority 2s have arrived. That's too tall. You're not allowed to use that. Time out, Johnny. You weren't around for the original bet. No, no. We talked about the comparison was to the shoe that Howie had on. Cut his mic. Which what I, cut his I, mic. I, I'll cut your mic. That, that is nothing like Listen, what you agreed that we can't could, dunk yeah. when he snaps his ankles That's trying true, to yeah. run on that. Yeah. Okay, I will admit, yeah. I, I did have a little problem with the ankles. So when I wear these, <laughs> I will be taping my ankles from here through here and then the grip tape goes under. You're going to break your leg then. You know what? If that's legs. what it takes. All right, for me to fucking win, I'm willing to take the fucking you're risk. You're breaking your legs because you're walking on high heels like a Filipino go-go I, dancer. I'm going to set up some crash pads around the rim. I'm not. I'm going to make sure. Given, why, said, don't, why don't you just get a trampoline, Neff? Yeah, I mean, why don't you just do that, Neff? Because I already told you I'm not the fucking Phoenix Suns monkey. Okay. All right. All right. So are you? Uh, are we fine with that? No, nobody's <laughs> fine no, with that. Of course not. Just give us our money. Yeah, just pay pay up. Yeah, hey, you're not. Nap, you're can I get into anything. how was your week? Can we get into that? How was your week? Yeah, my week was fine because I didn't spend any fucking money because I think this fucking market is going to keep tanking. I also think uh, the crypto market is is going down as well. And I got bad news. I think we're on the cusp of a 12 to 18 month recession. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. That's my personal take. I'm staying in cash. Um, I'm not averaging down on any of my positions. And thank God I haven't bought anything major in the last two months or I'd just be in a fucking lower, you know, uh, bucket full of cement. Um, not if you bought the right stocks, you wouldn't. Well, Howie, obviously. Obviously, Howie, we, there's always money to be made in the market. 
Uh, I just haven't been aggressive with my major positions because I'm, I'm convinced this market is going lower, especially, you know, we've seen what's going on with this, this, the feds hiking the rates. And the big question is how much of these rates are baked into the market? What's going to happen with Russia, Ukraine? And I'd love to hear your thoughts. I just think we're headed for another, another massive, uh, uh, crypto winter and just a, a horrible, possibly 12 to 18 month bear market. I could be wrong. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear your opinions. Howie, well, how would, uh, I'd love to hear your opinion <laughs> on his opinions and then how your week went. Yeah. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, we could definitely, I, I think we are going to go lower. I think the market's going to be more volatile. We'll have probably lower highs, lower lows. Um, yeah, I think Chris makes a good point. I don't know if it's going to go 12, 18 months could go six months. We got a lot going on with this Russian crisis, which I think it's overdone a little bit. I mean, I think it'll hurt oil or help oil, help oil price. If you're in OIH, you're in heaven right now. The thing's going through the roof, but uh, no, between interest rates going up, uh, you know, we got a few uh, external uh, overseas problems. Yeah, we could, I think we'll drop another 10, 15%. Sure. Here's how I know I'm fucked. I went to go uh, fill up my gas tank and I didn't need to get it full. I had a half tank, but I was in subconscious denial of how high the gas prices were. I didn't want to see a $120 tank. I was like, I can live with a $60 fill up and I was only getting half a tank. And then you That's go to Orange, man, five dollars, five dollars a gallon. It was four, I read four eighty. Oh yeah, four eighty. It's ridiculous. Dude. But That's then, crazy. I, but then I go California to is crazy. I go to the grocery store, and you know how they have to like put your fucking code in for a discount. I put my code in, and you know, hundred dollars in groceries, and it's like you save two dollars, and I'm like, what are we doing here? Everything's expensive. It's bad. <laughs> And it's not, I don't, I just don't think it, it's ending anytime soon. And my biggest fear is that the, the rates are not baked in. I've heard people say they're already accounted for. I don't believe it. I just think I, I don't, I just, and look at crypto. Explain what that means. Well, it means that we know that the Fed is raising the rates. Uh, Wall Street's always forward thinking. They know this is going to happen. So the question is, are these already baked in? Uh, I, I'll, I would say 90% of the people I've talked to have said yes. I yeah. don't believe they fully are. That's my personal point of view. No, why don't you think so? Why don't you think they are? Because I think Wall Street knows, but I don't think everybody else knows. So there's always somebody that's late to the party when it comes to sell. So what I'm saying is I don't think the selling is is done. Now, oh, obviously, selling, no, but as far as rates, rates are going up. That's that's going to happen. That's right. They're they're going to go up probably four to seven times in the next year. I mean, that's, Correct. that's going to happen. Correct. Um, as far as the sell off. No, you're right. Shit. I think we got a lot more to go. And that's my point. Why are you going to try and buy something right now? If it just keeps going down? I mean, I will look at the last two months and be like, fuck, thank God I didn't buy the dip. Fuck. I thank God I didn't buy the dip the following week. I'd rather be late going up than early going down. Yeah, and, I agree. It depends and, on the dip, Neff, because if you if you bought like oil or energy over the past two months, you'd be up 30% right now. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. A lot of things, a lot of sectors will go up when rates go up. Hey, uh, we talked about that last week on um, companies with higher debt. Yeah. Good to buy in this situation. Uh, technology, nah, you're going to get crushed. Small cap tech, you're going to get blasted. It's happening right now, happened today. 
but I've looked at these numbers. These big ta- uh, tech names, they, they're down 70%. They're down 80%. They're down 60%. The shitty these are, ones. The shitty ones. Not now. all the shitty ones. There's some decent yes. names out there. And, you know. Apple, Amazon, those, those companies. How's Pornhub doing? <laughs> uh, if, if Pornhub was public, we'd all know exactly how it was doing. Okay. Let's I stopped watching Pornhub. I wonder if it hurt the numbers. Yeah, Let's they're just, like, why? What is going on here? Why were numbers way what down? What market? We're losing a market share out of LA, <laughs> and this, specifically this one neighborhood. Howie, to to your point, the names like Google, the names like Apple, they're not <laughs> taking the beatings. But Oracle, yeah. But the, then you see these other names, these big tech names, these trendy names, like FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> is are they taking a beating? The USC dorms must have just stopped watching porn. The by the way, by the way, I deleted all my uh, dating apps this week. Oh, no, sir. It's one, oh, it's one dude. man. Yep. There we go. Yep. Daddy's going to help you get it I, back. I don't want help. Well, You're going to take karate, bro. I'm Wait. not taking karate. Yes, I'm not, you are. I'm not going to Krav Maga. I'm going to go to rock climbing classes. Hey, respect, bro. Yep. There we go. Okay. Get a hobby. Wait, wait. Get that's how you're meeting women? No. 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 It's better just to give up on trying and wasting your time to search and focusing on your creative endeavors, whatever they may be. And what makes you happy? And rock climbing sounds like you made you No, what makes me happy is coming to the conclusion that I'm going to be a monk and probably a eunuch in two years and just focus on my art. I'd rather do that. That means you're going to cut your dick off, right? That's exactly what it means. Okay, dude, let's get, let's just come out. Let's just, Let's, do just it. Let's just you do it. You haven't already done that. You haven't. I thought that was the first. Well, hey, dude. Done yeah. that. Hey, dude. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be proud to run with you as a trans, bro. I'm gonna be it's like, this not, is my buddy. If you cut boy. off your dick, you're not trans. Yeah. Oh, so so what are you're yeah. sans? You're just sans. You're, you're sans. Just sans. <laughs> what are you gonna do? What? Well, how was your week, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. <laughs> I've been so busy, dude. I I stayed out of any kind of uh, crypto investing. I, I'm just. I, I decided I'm not smart enough to fuck with anything in the way things it's are not right now. That, it's too No, 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 it is that. No, it's that you don't have enough capital to do it. You have yeah, to be but able... But I'm also just not... Yeah, even with even the capital, I would get trouble. if I, I gave you a million dollars, why would you invest it no, in yeah, chaos? I, I, put, right I, I, I put it in the mattress right now. Right? Yeah. I would just sit on it, dude, and be like, let's see how when this stuff starts to come back. I mean... There's a lot of things at work right now, and it's just the way it is, man. So I'm like Johnny. I'm really not looking to get in the market. I already told you guys, I'm I'm like unless Howie calls me with a call, uh, or or you know that something I should do. What, like that. you don't listen to my tips anymore? I do listen to your tips, but you don't call me with calls anymore. I, I will be honest with you. I don't listen to your crypto tips anymore. Oh, I don't even give crypto tips anymore. I, give, I got my dick kicked in like your unicorn. Crypto ass. tips. More hey, well. we going to make it is up a little bit. I a don't know little if you bit. Notice. It's just garbage. We going to make it? That's we a con- oh, Shut up, Johnny. It. it was before your time. Hey, we so listen. Where's so, Where's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. The people, I, I'm just sorry. I have this. I could be totally wrong, and I'll, I, I'm going to pay with my money. I think Cheddar makes a comeback. That's just my opinion. Okay. So uh, buy the Cheddar dip. Uh, buy buy I the mean, cheese dip. I, don't buy the Cheddar dip. Just sit back and watch me cash fucking profits. That's what I'm saying. Or you Fuck. can sit back and watch him never mention it again. Zero zero. Okay. <laughs> we get it. Howie, you're winning. Got you. Dude, I don't even know I, what it is. Okay. Anyway, it. shut up. 
The point is, dude, that I am, because uh, this is my time to share. I'm taking sitting back. I told you I'm happy with my positions in my crypto. I have no intentions of buying more of anything. I'm really happy with my positions. I don't need to buy anything else for quite a while. Okay, so I'm going to do what Johnny just said. Just kind of sit back for right now and let the markets figure it out. Uh, I think that they are... Uh, it's very interesting what's happened with the Ukraine. I think Biden needs, I think they think if they get another war, we'll all be excited for war. I think people are really waking up that this wag the dog bullshit that's going on, that that's a, a money laundering haven for all these rich kids to go. All the, all these kids of these rich politicians have gone over there and made millions of dollars and they're kind of pissed about it. And I think the Ukraine people are over it. So we'll see how this plays out. I'm more concerned about what's going on in Canada and how people in Canada just seem to be like really cool with the Nazi playbook, but we'll see what happens guys. I don't know. So I'm going to stay out of the markets right now again, unless Howie calls me with a, Call they thinks is an, a can't miss. I'm gonna chill. That's my thing. Well, uh, I, I'm with you. That was a good speech, man. I, that, that, whatever you. <laughs> what was that a locker room halftime speech? Whatever Sam said, the last three that was the most amazing. You went from the rich kids making money Ukraine to can Canadian Nazis. That that was fucking. Thank you. Was, thank you. That was thank good you. shit. So, what that was good you. shit. I'm confused. Did Trudeau just like dig up? Uh, Hitler's playbook is that yeah. what you're where's this playbook uh, the Nazis basically used emergency powers to, to kind of lock everything down that's what Trudeau does there's no more hey. there's no more trucker convoy mm -hmm. you know I mean the, all, everybody at those fucking convoys n there wasn't a surge in any COVID there's literally nothing going on and he didn't even show up and they voted him in again to uh, extend these powers. They're not going to give it back. To, to be fair, Abraham Lincoln used uh, executive powers and he saved the union. So, well, yeah, you, know. you could argue he was a, an autocrat too. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and he's most likely a Rothschild. Anything else, guys, oh, you want to talk before we yeah. get into this hard hitting got, interview? We got some stuff to talk about during this week. Kathy Woods came out. She got destroyed. Howie, I know you watched the interviews. There were a oh. couple of them on CNBC. And she's basically saying uh, the world uh, is betting against innovation. And she keeps using this word innovation like 30 times in an interview. And uh, one of the commentators I saw said, hey, um, I don't know if you know, but DraftKings isn't innovative. They're a bookie. Okay. And he said, just so you know, the market isn't uh, betting against innovation. They're betting against you because you're a shitty trader. Kramer came he out. said that? Yeah. Damn. Kramer came out yeah. and said, "You, this woman looks like she just learned how to trade last week. I mean, these are really. I mean, it's, it's, it's to a point where, like, they're calling her Kathy buy high, sell low. Correct. <laughs> Correct. If you if you call, it's getting to a point now where if you call, if you have an account in a major brokerage and you call and you say, hey, uh, I'd like to move 50 grand into ARK, A-R-K-K, A-R-K-K, they will, they'll say, sure, you can do that, but you have to fill out this form and sign it. And basically it's a non-solicited agreement where you sign it and you're saying, that broker warned me, told me it was high, high risk. Because yeah. the fund is so bad. It is just 
horrible. I wonder if the online platforms are making people sign off on the same terms. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So let me ask I you mean, something. What is Kathy Woods known for? Well, her fund started, what, five years ago. She killed it in 2020. She was up 60%. And what she's doing is she's moving the goalposts. She says she's going to always beat the S&P. Her goal was 30 to 40%. And now she's saying, but you got to zoom out and look at the five-year picture. So she's changing the rules as she plays along because she keeps doubling down and buying big tech names, big growth names, but then buying at the top and selling at the bottom. I mean, that's what she did with Palantir. That's what oh, she's. Oh God, that was just disgusting. Yeah, she's her her fun <laughs> is literally almost back to it's it's getting close to where it was in 2017. Well, so I mean, here's the thing: I like some names in her portfolio. I dislike a lot of names in her portfolio. But uh, the interesting stat I came across was is that Sark, the short fund that shorts her fund, is up 27 percent. Uh, this year, her fund is exactly down 27%. So if you were betting against her, you've been killing it. But there will be a point when these big names bottom out and they start moving back up. I just don't Some think we're them. there. Some Correct. Them, not all of them. I don't think we're there yet. That's my point. So I... This reminds, see, what happens is when you hit fire, you want to prove to everybody that you're a fire starter, right? I'm a fire starter. <laughs> oh, really? It's a guitar. So, like, so you start chasing stuff to show everybody you can see things other people can't. A great example was in high school, I was the first p- person to have British Knights, BKs. And everyone was like, oh my God, bro. Didn't you Derek Coleman you, rep those? You have great sneakers. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a trendsetter. So then I went back to like Kmart and I found some other shoes. And I'm like, I'm going to wear these shoes and watch everybody start wearing these shoes. And guess what? Everyone's like, your shoes fucking suck, bro. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Who gets those poor people's shoes? I and remember their ads, British Nights time. It sucked. BK, ads sucked. BK remember the they were blood sucked. killers, so they came out with the CK, which was Crip Killers, because corporations are fucking scumbags. Did they really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah. There are a million decisions that most of us have to make every day. Like Sam, for instance. Bro, will I eat during the intro this week or just during the interview? <laughs> There's already a lot on our minds. The last thing we want to be doing is spending a ton of energy on thinking about what to wear. Cuts Clothing has perfected the art and science of men's shirts. So you can throw one on and look great without ever thinking twice. Every cut shirt is designed for a modern, tailored fit, and they're insanely comfortable. Plus, Cuts has all the essentials for looking sharp. They've got tees, hoodies, polos, and more. So you can stop bouncing between brands to shop for different shirts. I know how he came in raving about their Henley-style shirt. And Sam, I mean, literally hasn't stopped wearing their hooded sweatshirt since he got it. Cuts has totally given the traditional outdated t-shirt category a kick in the ass. They made it easy to mix and match styles and colors so you get the perfect style. You want a long-sleeve Henley? That's no problem. Short-sleeve crew neck, they've got that too. They've even developed their own fabric that will stand the test of time. Their patented fabric won't shrink, pill, or fade over time in the wash. Plus, it's crazy how soft it is. Do you hear that? I'm rubbing my cut shirt into the microphone. You don't hear it, right? 
That's how soft it is. How is it this soft? It makes no sense. Okay. Join hundreds of thousands of guys who've made the simple decision to elevate their wardrobe with cuts. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash cash. That's C-U-T-S clothing.com slash cash for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing. Let's move on. Johnny, did you, can you bring up the Peter Swift tweet? Uh, if you, I don't know if you can or you can't, but Peter Schiff uh, pulled out his swinging dick and basically called Richard Hart a Ponzi schemer this week. And uh, I'm said, so let, happy I got out. Said, let's debate. So yeah, I think, okay. I, I think there is a debate on the horizon for those two. And obviously, hey, he'll never talk to Richard Hart. No, Richard Hart has already said, I'll debate yeah, anybody. Richard, well, Richard Hart has, has said it's on the books for next week. Right. It's like, he, he's he, he's in fact he encouraged his Twitter followers not to engage with Peter Schiff because he doesn't he wants to save all his arguments for for the debate. But let's read Peter's tweet. It says Bitcoin is not digital gold. It is digital fool's gold. In fact, since the price of Bitcoin is negatively correlated to the price of gold, That's it true. is a digital anti gold. I'll yeah. be debating this live with Richard Hart when make sure to secure your place here. And then let's read Peter's tweet directly yeah. on hacks, which is hold equally on, I think. He basically just said uh, that he, he, he might have deleted it. He, no, he's not the type to delete tweets. No, no, no. He basically came oh, out and said, "Here it is. Here it is." Now I either. Hold on. Uh, oh, here we go. That's right there. Wait, that's it. Okay, so that's Peter, so funny. So Peter says, "Hex is a cryptocurrency based on proof of weight, where suckers are rewarded for locking up their tokens, so those who can got in early can cash out." The only ones who benefit from the weight are those who don't. In the end, those who do will be left holding a bag of worthless X. And, and, and Chris, when did Howie say that exact thing? Howie, you did ago? say that, I dude. think it was right after you called him a vampire. It might have been in the nine same months sentence. ago when he was not. I said, if you are holding, if you are staked, you are never going to see that again. Say goodbye to okay, it. Okay, well, here's, here's the thing. I, I sold mine. I didn't. I took my free hex because it was Smart a free move. roll. I staked it for three years. Here's the question. When I go to unstake it in two years and two months, is it going to yeah. be there? No, you're, it's going to be like one of those time castles that kids do. Yeah. What, and you go back 20 years and someone thought it'd be a good idea to put a hamster in there. And you uh, open it, it's just, just going to be a, nothing but a skeleton of dust. <laughs> Skeletons. There was a girl I met at a Super Bowl party. Uh, I've actually known her for 20 years. She got in hex way before us. She put in $40 in hex. I think she was one of the first stakers. I said, what's your stake worth? And she goes, $460,000 off $40. Oh, of course it is. Oh, of course it is. And now, she can't get, get out? No, get, no, she's still locked up. But Try don't. to get $60 of that out today. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, mortgage rates, they're popping up. Uh, they're approaching 4%. Now, a lot of people are saying the housing market's going to crash. I'm in, I disagree with that because I still don't believe there's any inventory to buy. So I think housing, housing levels are going to stay um, pretty much uh, where they're at, if not tick up a little bit. But I'm asking you guys, if you got money right now and you can buy a house, you're going to buy a house or are you going to wait and see if it comes down? I would wait, definitely wait, especially with what happened with Home Depot today. What happened uh, with Home Hold on. What happened? I mean, Home Depot, what, it dropped 10% today. Um, Home Depot today, just today, went from, oh, shit. 
it went from 340 down to 316, 350 down to 316. Um, beat estimates, great, great earnings, uh, but they don't think there's going to be any new new home starts over the next six months or so. So, yeah, you know, people aren't going to be buying a lot of Home Depot products. But so it took a beating. I just I think home prices will drop substantially sooner than later. I don't think so. There's no inventory. Just I mean, I understand the concept that rates go up, prices come down, but the inventory still isn't there. It's still low. And you just have these banks buying up tons of these. Hello, BlackRock. Yeah. Um, Where do you get? Oh, my God. Howie, there still has to be inventory to meet the the demand. The the inventory is not going to be low forever. That's good. That could change in 30 days. Maybe. Um, Rocket Mortgage, by the way, is down seven and a half percent today. Um, I know that their refi business has fallen down off a cliff. Uh, keep in mind, they just service those loans. They don't hold those loans. But, you know, I don't know. Like I said, my gut tells me the real estate market's going to be okay. It's just, uh, here's the thing. If I, if I was advising anybody to buy a home and you're going to live in it for 10 years, buy the fucking house. You're going to do yeah, fine in 10 years. Chris, you're forgetting the biggest thing right now. You're saying the real estate it's going to be okay. It's up 15%. Uh, what over the past two months, three months, I think I didn't know that. Um, what's going to happen dude, when interest rates go up? Are you kidding me? That's going to just, that's going to crush the real estate market. When interest rates go up always has assuming that there is inventory to buy. And I just, I know for a fact that, that the product isn't out there. And you're right. It could change. It's going to though. I mean, interest rates will change that quickly. All right, let's move on guys. Big news out of Spotify. Um, word on the street is everybody was under the uh, assumption that Rogan's deal was a hundred is now being reported that it was 200 million that Rogan, you know, Sam, 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 Sam thought that well, Sam's probably plugged in and juiced in with a little more inside word on the street than we are. Yes. I mean, it is. Well, I mean, we're going to see what really happens with this. Like we're going to see. These companies that probably own big chunks of Spotify, how they're going to react to all this. I mean, you have the greatest, you have the greatest show in speaking history. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Johnny Carson. People, people just turned on the TV, right? And he had, he had bosses. Johnny had bosses. He had a thousand employees working for him. Joe Rogan's like him and two or three other people. And yeah. People tune and his numbers just keep going up. Spotify is getting exactly what they wanted for very little money for what they've made. Yeah. We're going to find out if we got business or anti-business. If I'll tell you what. Yeah, sorry. Oh, if you're Spotify, though, and you hear people for the past, what, six months citing that $100 million number, what do you think they're thinking? Like, should we get out ahead of this? Should we drop it? You know, should we say it's actually 200 million? Cause it's going to come out at some point. I, I just think that's fascinating that they were content to let this whole news cycle I, pass. I'm going to be honest with you. He was underpaid. Absolutely. Yeah. If you yeah, see sure. how much he got them, he's like, listen, dude, you know, who probably wishes he gets out of this deal. Joe Rogan. I guarantee you somebody will hand him a billion dollars. I'm not even kidding. It's worth I don't know that about much. that, but I could see a half a billion. I, a billion. Yeah. It's funny. Like, Howard Stern finally respects him now that those numbers have come out, you know, like, cause oh, you know, yeah. Howard oh, hey. used to shit on podcasting left and right. Yeah. But 
he respects money. That's like at the end of the day. And now I think he, I think you might see Stern eventually end up with a podcast. Yeah, I'm a, I hey, really I'll be did. like, hey, I, I. Well, his original up. contract with Sirius Satellite, the original, and that was what twenty years ago. Was wasn't that a hundred million? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, two thousand six. That was the year for that. Yeah. yeah. So what's million. that with inflation? Yeah, who can, who can oh, so shit. one thing I noticed about Spotify, because I am a, a Spotify customer and I do like the product, is now whenever I go to listen to a song, um, the lyrics are there. And I can be like, oh, sweet, I can listen along and read the lyrics. And I love that because back in the day, when you went to Amoeba and you bought a CD and you're a music head like Johnny and I are, you'd come home, you'd open up the lyrics and you read the lyrics as the song went on or you'd be like, what is he saying? Spotify's made this. It's integrated. They that was a actually, that, but I think they got that from Apple Music. Yeah. That, by the way, that Stern deal was $500 million. That's right, Johnny. It was. Yeah. Unbelievable. Think about that, brother. I mean, no. He got no, when it came mil. out, when I remember the day it came out, I we couldn't believe it. We could not believe it was that much. It was so that's why I think. Well, go on, sorry, dude. It was right after. Remember, he started with the TV show, and in New yeah. York, it was huge. Like upstate New York, we all watched the Howard Stern show in uh, in like the mid '90s, and then when he pulled out that deal, yeah, you're right. It was 500 million with Sirius Satellite, and Sirius Satellite was a stock that was trading at like 30. And when it was all said and done, the stock was at like two. And I remember us saying, how are they going to pay him the rest of that? Yeah. Oh, to me too. He, he's the heartbeat of satellite radio. If he goes off satellite radio, I think satellite we radio will We talked about that on the other show, yeah. man. I, do people I think still that's do? why they brought in Tom Segura and them because they're like, yeah. what is like this show? And I, I mean, they're, they're killing in their own right, but. They just well, got to keep him alive. You know, I love serious radio, though. I mean, I listen to it all the time. Sorry, I don't. I yeah. love yeah. it. It came with my truck, and I had a six-month free prescription. and, and subscription. A, subscription. And I listened to it, and then I was like, wait a minute. I listen to podcasts. Why do I need this shit? I love it. I and love not the only that, 80s music. I it, love all that shit. It, if I want to listen to Hulu, well, I mean, I have all that on Spotify. They're playlists. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're free. So I just, I don't see the necessary, I mean, I don't even know who uses it anymore. I'm Maybe glad to I'm know. I'm a trucker on meth, but I love it. Um, speaking of truckers on meth, Trump has a new social media brand. But that's I'm a, on By it. the way, that's not a good segue on my part. I apologize. It's yeah, not I a trucker on meth segue. <laughs> if someone relies on you for financial support, whether that's a child, an aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. Life insurance can give you peace of mind that if something happens to you, your loved ones will have a financial cushion for rent or mortgage payments, loans, education costs, and everyday expenses. Having life insurance through your job may not be enough. Most people need up to 10 times more coverage than what they get at their jobs to properly provide for their families. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop to find and buy the insurance you need. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. The team of licensed experts at Policy Genius will help you understand your options and apply for the policy you choose. The Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. Policy Genius does not add extra fees, they don't sell your info to third parties, and they have thousands of five star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Um, 
so Truth Media launched. There was a pre-sale launch on Sunday, and apparently there were some glitches. You had to sign up, and now I guess they're saying they're a month out. Uh, Truth Media, in my mind, is a great idea because there's a lot of people on Facebook that fight left and right, and I say separate them. I say put everybody that doesn't want to argue with each other in different social media well, groups. Well, there's a lot of people are really nervous about that because that's called siloing. <laughs> And then it just becomes echo chamber. Absolutely. And nobody really talks. But it beats calling your mother a cunt. <laughs> well, not a, not, not a lot of people do that. Maybe <laughs> you guys need your own social media where you all agree to call your mother's cunts. Uh, most of us aren't down. I, I honestly believe, uh, I think people are are slowly going to get away from social media. I think people are realizing how toxic it is. I have it on my phone. I should get rid of it because I can't stop dropping bombs, and I'm kind of already over it. So watch this, guys. Watch this. You going to delete it right now? Yep. What are you deleting? In real time. My Twitter account. No, don't do that. Yeah. Your whole Wait, you're deleting the app or you're deleting, deleting your account? The app. Okay, oh, over, okay. under, okay. on when it's back. I'll say a week and it's back on his phone. I'll say I, I'll give you days. 6 p.m. today. Yeah, I'll <laughs> give you two days. Who, who wants action? <laughs> By the who way, Sam, hold, 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 Sam, 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 how many phones do you have? Yeah. Is this a trick question? This is my social media phone. And you're deleting it off of your social media? I just media. did. That's okay. your business, man. That's your brand. I just did. So what am I going to do? Tweet all the fucking fat yeah, dragon Yeah, you got Rob and tweeting on that though, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I dropped the bombs of uh, calling everything out. I just deleted off my phone. I can't do it. I can go home and look at my stuff, but I, on my phone, it's gone. Oh, on your computer. I got you. On my okay. phone. But I mean, on your computer, you're still going to get on Twitter. Just because of work. But I mean, this is where I start getting addicted to it because I'm like, Ugh. can we get back to Trump? Can we? Yeah, and then we gotta get to our yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the thing with the Trump thing. I I didn't download the app, but I screenshotted what I could see. Is is it me? Did you get it yet? I got it, but I saw my phone. Okay, because it looks exactly like a Facebook clone down to the font and the type. Let's be honest, though. Most of his supporters, that's what they probably want. Right, but isn't this some... Uh, uh, isn't Zuckerfuck going to come out and say, hey, I don't mind if you have your own social media, but you can't use the same font and color scheme and messenger shit that I do? Because it looked like an exact copy to me. I think you're. it's possible. I think that's a smart move because... <laughs> You know, the problem with a lot of these these new video platforms is they have to compete against YouTube today, not when YouTube started. You have some really great ones that are like, obviously, Rockfin and Odyssey looks really great, too. You know, you go on Odyssey, it looks good. Uh, some of them don't. Yeah, but isn't honest. he effectively pulling a coming to America and just saying, hey, this is McDowell's? Yeah, basically. But what a That's great way to steal your fucking milkshake, huh? Is to basically <laughs> replicate what you're doing, which is, guess what? Guess who else could be bitching right now? Snapchat could be bitching that Instagram, that Facebook, that wanted to buy Snapchat and Snapchat wouldn't sell, just bought Instagram and jacked all their swag. Well, yeah, he's not doing uh, coming to America. He's doing a Facebook to the Winklevoss twins, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what Yeah, he's, he's that's stealing he's Facebook from so, Facebook. A quick question, side note, before I get into the Trump thing. How he... Facebook, do you buy it here? Because I don't. I think it goes so oh, much. No, lower. no, no. I mean, no. You could you could toss some short term calls, but no. I looked at that. I looked at Facebook today, uh, and if you look at Facebook, uh, theoretically, it's at two oh two, and I could see it going to one sixty. 
I think uh, Sam's right. I think people, especially the younger generation, they're done with it. I mean, I'm uh, Gen X. I'm done with it. I n- I'm never on there. I hate it because I no. know it's just an incitement for me to get into an argument with somebody that has different opinions than I do. And I don't have that on Twitter or Instagram. I don't get that kind of engagement. So I feel much better just using those other platforms where I know but I'm they, not going to get into forget, a I mean, I know you know it, but they, I mean, they own Instagram. Oh, I absolutely. think they're pulling themselves slowly but out it, of Facebook and yeah, kind of stepping not, into the other bath. But it's not oh, so Neff, when you're so Neff, when you're on Twitter, you 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 don't feel the need to like go off on somebody no, that doesn't have because your own it's, opinion. It's not structured that way. <gasps> it's not structured that way when you're doing the arguments back and forth on tw- on Facebook, and it's oh, all so under. Twitter, when you're like, "Fuck you, Jimmy, you cunt! <laughs> don't listen to the show if you oh, don't like it." Don't worry, we'll save that for memes of the week. Okay, let's so, let's get it going, man. Last thing on Trump because this is important. A lot of people are playing DWAC Dwack because that's Digital World Acquisition Company. That's the, the, the company that Trump has a deal with for $300 million. Now, it came out, I guess, last week that Dwack has said regulators are investigating following reports that it may have broken security rules last year by talking to Trump representatives about possibly joining forces before selling stock to the public. It's basically a SPAC. So I know a lot of people are in the SPAC, and I think it's in the 80s right now, and then you have this delayed launch problem. I mean, any thoughts on that, Howie? No, absolutely none. I have no thoughts <laughs> on it either. Okay. All I'm right. staying away from it. All Stay right, let's get to it. this interview. Great interview. Who do we got, Neff? Um, you know me. I love pizza. And, uh, you know, when you're able to uh, lock down an interview with the third largest mainstream mass-produced uh, pizza company in the world, I think you call that a coup for cash daddies. We got John Schnatter coming up right now. Let's Papa see what John, enjoy Papa the John. interview. Okay, and joining us now, probably uh, the, the, the most ho- high-profile guest we've uh, been able to uh, attain on cash daddies, um, one of my favorite companies in the world. Uh, blows Domino's, blows Pizza Hut. We know this for a fact. And uh, you get garlic sauce and you get that pepperoncini. Uh, joining us now, everybody, from Papa John's, uh, formerly, I should say, and now his own man and his own brand at this point. Uh, he'll tell us more. John Schnatter, everybody. Welcome to the show, John. John, welcome to the show. Very excited to have you on. Better ingredients, better pizza. Thanks for having me. By the way, that's worth it all right there. First question. First question out of the gate. Who came up with that tagline? Because I have a feeling it was you. Nope. I can't take the credit for that one. The original slogan was fine people serving great pizza. Then we went to really close. It's the ingredients. Then we went to delivering the perfect pizza in 1990, which is not believable because nothing's perfect. And then 1995, Jack Trout. And Al Reeves with uh, the positioning, the concept of positioning, came up with better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's, which was interesting because Jack was $10,000 a day. This is 1995 where $10,000 was all the money in the world. He flies to Louisville, Kentucky, looks at our ingredients, looks at our operation within five minutes. He says, we use the better ingredients. I said, yeah. He goes, well, better ingredients make a better pizza. I said, yeah. Huh. He said, that's your slogan. <laughs> so that was it. $10,000 So John, five minutes. John, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there 
that believe when they see a business the size of Papa John's that it was always that size and that they were always, you know, had stores all over the, the country. And what they don't realize is like every business, no matter how big it is, usually starts with one store. And, and it's just like through a series of hard work and, you know, making connections with people, uh, this, the, the whole thing starts to grow. So I would really love to, uh, talk to you about the early days. Cause that's a big thing on this show. This show started because, you know, we're all independent contractors in our own way. We're stand-up comics, we're content creators, and we are our own bosses. And you know, in this age that we're in right now with the internet and all that stuff, I think it's a wonderful time for people to really go, I'm going to chase my dreams and become my own boss and my own company and build it. So someone who did do that, can you take us yeah. through like the beginning, the early days and what that was like? And when do you mm -hmm. realize that, wow, you know, this thing's starting to cook with gas. Yes. America works when America works and it works really, really good when America works and you have the entrepreneur spirit live and well. And that's one thing that I had growing up. I had Ronald Reagan, of course, then we had Trump, you know, what, five years ago, uh, entrepreneurship policies, um, attitude, uh, protocol, all start, all start with the top. And I had Ronald Reagan, but to your point, Henry Ford, one guy for my, I mean, Ruth, Chris, Ruth, Chris steakhouse, Ruth, um, Colonel Sanders. I mean, it always starts with one or two individuals that have an idea. It's an entrepreneur who thinks they have a better mousetrap. They're more proficient, more efficient, more innovative. Uh, they're somehow, some way making other people's lives better. And so what I tell, uh, young folks, I was just at the gym and I spent more time with the folks that clean the gym. Uh, the two folks that clean the gym because they want to know how to be successful. And I said, well, if you can clean this gym, you're now on your way. You, you, you got a work ethic, but find something you love to do. I love making pizzas at 15. That's what I knew I wanted to do. And at 20, I stumbled into this bankrupt bar and for somehow, some way DNA, genetics, growing up the way I grew up, I could run a business. So here I am 21 years old. I found something I'm good at running a business and I found something I love to do making pizza. And I think if, if you do those two things, if you have those two things and you just outwork people, you have the discipline, the willpower <clears throat> and the focus. Most important word in the English language is focus. You got to prioritize. You can't be a wonder in generality. You need to be like a post stamp. You need to stick to one thing until it's delivered. I, I completely agree with that. I think there's a lot of people out there that get really lost in, uh, you know, where they are in their life and the circumstances surrounding them. And, you know, I'm in a spiritual place in my life and I'm always like, nobody's coming to save you nobody's coming to save you and you have to really really get comfortable with being uncomfortable and mm -hmm. when you start a business you know like you have you had pizza i you know i'm a comedian and a podcaster and you know i'll get up at like seven in the morning and i'll go to almost 12 30 in the morning and 
you know, there's no fun time and sit down, even though I love what I'm doing. And because I love what I do, I'm never really working. But it's like getting comfortable with working through being tired, door shut in your face, things not working out. And this belief system that you have what it takes to get to change your family's fortune. And I think that's really important. And that's not taught to people. What we're taught, what we're really teaching people is that if it's not working out, it's because something out there and it's not it's something inside and you have to go out and grab it. What's something that you look forward to waking up to every morning? Is it coffee, your pet? Maybe it's the face of someone you love. MeUndies wants to add to that list. Start your mornings with your favorite underwear. Not just any underwear, but ridiculously soft undies with ridiculous prints that make picking out underwear actually fun. Literally every guy on the show loves MeUndies. It's like having your undercarriage cradled by the softest little hammock. And they've got some really cool styles if you'd like to mix it up. MeUndies makes the softest fabrics you've ever put on your body so you can sit on your couch all day or go out and live your comfiest life. Once you try their undies, socks, bralettes, and loungewear, you'll never go back. Choose from a range of limited edition prints and colors in sizes from extra small to 4XL. You can also sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership where you get a monthly subscription that sends new styles right to your door. Plus, enjoy discounted pricing, free shipping, and exclusive early access to new launches. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has this promise. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, you can return your order for a full refund within 45 days. To get your 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash cash. That's MeUndies.com slash cash. Yeah, and talk about, if you will, that that feeling of being uncomfortable because I own a small business and I remember when I took the leap, I was uncomfortable all the time because I was like, how am I going to cover overhead? How am I going to cover payroll? And I remember that feeling one day about a year in and I was like, wait a minute, it's covered. I don't have to worry about this anymore. But that first year was painful. I didn't sleep. Did you go through the, the same similar things? And by no means am I on your level. I mean, I'm, I'm a small business owner and I'm grateful that I'm to be able to support myself. But that feeling, that uncomfortableness, did you experience that in the beginning? Well, I'm going to make the point that you're probably in a better place than I am right now. So um, <laughs> I, the, I disagree. Um, well, you know, that's the beautiful thing. When you start out broke and you, you really are in the restaurants for the first 20 years, 25 years, you have walked a mile in the operator, the store level manager's shoes. You have empathy because you've walked a mile in their shoes uh, with this cancel culture. I'm getting calls, you know, we got Rogan going through it, you know, Poinoy, um, uh, the, 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 the parents, for goodness sake, the, the truckers. And they're like, John, this is some nasty stuff. And I'm like, no shit. I've been living it for three years. I was the Genesis. I was the first one to go. So, you know, people really don't realize how treacherous and how horrific and how dark the leadership of the left is until they walked uh, a mile in their shoes. But my saying is <clears throat> God puts your best where you're most afraid to go. So if you're not a little uncomfortable, if you know, you're not going to be successful. And I think it's a, you know, you don't want to be in a state of uh, going bankrupt every day, 
But I mean, as soon as you get comfortable, as soon as you haven't made, as soon as you think you're better than other people, as soon as you lose that humbleness, that gratefulness, that graciousness, uh, you're dead. You're simply dead. So I think um, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable. No doubt about it. I completely agree. I see that in stand-up comedy all the time. I'll see comics who are very big at one point, and they just walk on stage, and they just they just have no respect for the crowd. They mail it in, too. Yeah, they mail it in. I'm not going to yeah. say the names of the comics, but I watch him, and I'm like, oh, this guy is not connecting with his crowd because he doesn't care if they laugh or not. And I think that's a very dangerous place to go. And I see this kind of right now in businesses across the across all levels. This like this lack of attention to detail and this lack of like, you know, the old saying is God is in the details. And it's so mm. true. If you really want to take a look at flying right now, they've stripped that of anything that made flying bearable, right? Uh, a couple free beverages, uh, a, a decent little meal, uh, nice staff, like trying to treat you like gold. That's all gone. Same thing with hotels, right? I mean, good luck getting some free towels, getting a coffee, you know, coffee maker. These are things that used to take for granted because it made it bearable. Yeah. It's gone right now. Have you seen that, John? And what you think is like this kind of like weird place where business is right now. Yeah, to go back to your last point, you know, the two things is you want to find out, you know, where you're going in life and you want to know who you're going with is, you know, you, I sit here before you today, I can't answer that question. See, when I was 21, I knew exactly where I was at, knew exactly where I was going and knew exactly who I was going with. So I, I promise you I'd come back to that. So like I have one, my daughter's, uh, she's an attorney. That's what she was made to do. She's doing what she loves. Another, my second daughter, she's an entrepreneur. She loves selling Auburn products. I mean, she does great. My son, he loves computers, loves gaming. He hasn't figured out what he wants to do. And he, he gets discouraged. He's 23, he gets discouraged. And I'm saying, listen, son, I'm in the same boat. I have not figured out what I want to do next. But I'll, I'll tell you something that's pretty, uh, pretty fascinating. Nobody at Papa John's in leadership, Rob Lynch, uh, the board of directors has any pizza experience, yeah. none. And yeah. here they are going to tell somebody to go into a, a restaurant, which it's not a prison cell with an oven, but it being in a Papa John's restaurant is, is about as rough and as hot as fast and as arduous as you can get. And yet we have people that are running the company that have no clue what's going on at store level. And that there lies the problem. It's not, the problem is not that they're incompetent. The problem is they're incompetent and they think they're competent. Because they haven't and been back there. To your, back, back to your last point. I just hired two military pilots from the military. They're $180,000 a year all in. They don't show up for work sometimes. Military guys, 180 grand. I mean, this thing is crazy right now. When you have military guys that you're paying $180,000 with training and bonus and benefits, salary, and they don't show up for the job, that gives me great, you know, and they're going to be, they're, these are the folks that defend our country. That scares me. That puts me back in my, my chair a little bit. I Why do you think they're not showing up? Yeah, what are they doing? Going to Applebee's, dressed in uniform for free yeah. lunches? Well, they their <laughs> shift is they work 20 days. They're two weeks on, one week off. They've averaged about two weeks on, two weeks off, and they can go over to another carrier and work 10 days a month. So 
you know, it's, we've gone from a, a, you know, I mean, we're used to work having two weeks a year off to yeah. where now we got, you know, 10 days off a month to where you work half the time to now where they're paying people not even to work half the time because they need pilots. There's a pilot shortage. I've said that for the past year, there, there's no doubt that the definite work ethic uh, over the past, I don't know, probably decade has decreased, especially with a lot of young kids coming out of high school and college. They just expect everything right off the bat. They and just don't realize it, man. They no. just don't realize what they're going and like. And, you know, some people might say this is being done purposefully. So when they get to the real world, they start to fracture. They got to get on all the pharmaceuticals and all that stuff. But it's like, man, I, I mean, it, it's just it's blowing my mind. The lack of detail in business. And it's they're not practicing abundance. They're practicing scarcity. They're cutting back on everything. When I when I see a business and a, they have a banner that says "under new management," I'm like, okay, they're they're charging me more and giving me less right now because these managers want to act <laughs> like they're making more money than than the last guy, and that's never a good sign. And you're seeing it across the board. Just the meals at at restaurants are getting smaller. The prices are getting bigger, and nobody's happy because they're all working from fear. They're all working from fear, and this notion that anybody owes you anything is unbelievable. And everything I ever learned in recovery, man, goes against what we're teaching children right now. They're breaking them down. The every, you know, they're born into a world of shit. No one's gonna help them, man. Being broke is the best thing to happen to somebody ever because it motivates you to work harder. Yeah, and John, in those early days, I'm curious because I've done some reading about you know you, 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 the the beginning for you. And in my philosophy on business is whoever answers the phone first gets the deal, and that's why my phone is never turned off. I will answer phone calls at midnight. I've, you know, answered calls at 3 a.m. and done deals. When did you get to that point where you could say, okay, I feel comfortable. I can let other people uh, take some control. Do you have a micromanagerial uh, 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 drive or innate? I would assume that's what it would take to get into a business with margins that are just so small. Uh, in the beginning, did, did, is that how you operated or am I just making the wrong assumption? Yeah. Micro, uh, managing is a, is a negative way to run a business. You, you really don't control people. They control themselves. Um, being comfortable or uncomfortable, that's kind of a mindset. So what we do is we set up the model, give folks the, the, the playbook and the rules and let them figure out how to navigate their way through the system. If they do it properly, they rise up through the system. I mean, I think we created some 1800 millionaires of Papa John's and if they don't maneuver through the system and execute the system, then they pretty well, they either quit or they, they stay in that position. The comfortableness starts at the top. Um, You know, I think Biden's probably more comfortable than Trump. Uh, and under Trump, uh, Russia would never pull the stunt it's pulling. So there's an element of being uncomfortable that I think just comes with leadership that you're dealing in a competitive market. And 
you know, in our business, you eat what you kill. So if you're not out making hay every day, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get the rewards. You're not going to get the compensation. So micromanage, you can manage. Uh, when I left, we had 120,000 employees of which 19,000 were on our payroll. You're not going to manage 19,000 people. You, you need to give them a process and a program and a model where they can manage themselves. Being comfortable, not comfortable, uh, that starts at the top. I mean, the co- company I founded, the product quality at a minimum, it's, it's terribly inconsistent. And as Ray Kroc said, your quality is only as good as your, your continuity, your consistency and the service is the worst it's been in the, the 38 years of existence. And yet there's no, there's no really focus on operations. Um, we'll fix it with PR. We'll fix it with marketing. We'll fix it with lawyers. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, demonstrable value, which is basically customer services, what you perceive through your five senses is the key to success. And as I'm a op- optimist, um, I always like to look at the pro side of things. What this has done is make it more uh, accessible for the next uh, John Schneider or Howie or Johnny to come along and do it right with good customer service good demonstrable value and take over these corporate bureaucratic folks that really don't care about anything with regarding the people running the stores, the franchisees, the suppliers or the customers, all they care about is stock options. All they're looking at, they're playing the stock option game. And once you start chasing the tail of analysts where you're trying to appease them every quarter with a penny here and a penny there, uh, that is a losing battle long-term for a company like Papa John's that's quality oriented because quality takes more time and it costs more money. And analysts sometimes don't understand that. I I agree with everything you're saying right now. Um, You know, in Hollywood, you know, there was a very famous show about a comedy club out here. Well, you know, and after one season, I don't think it was brought back. And the show was about a comedy club full of outlaws and it was written by a bunch of nerds. And right, they were they 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 never experienced. They weren't it. there. Well, they they were they were, they were there. So I have this whole theory that like so much is created. Industries are created by outlaws that really can't do anything else. So they like the UFC. I always talk about like the guys who fought in the UFC could never have gone into boxing and that kind of combat sports. So they had to create this kind of like super hyper tough man competition because that's what they could do. They weren't afraid to start punching uh, other people for money. And then it got bigger and bigger. And now all of a sudden it's on ESPN and we got all these uh, bean counters coming in. And that's the same thing in stand-up comedy. And in Hollywood, we have a bunch of nerds creating art that they've never really lived or understand. Right. And that's kind of what we're he- we're hearing now about most of these corporations have been bought out, bean counters come in, and they're trying to run a, a business that they don't understand, really, other than numbers. And it's not about numbers. Yeah. It's never about numbers. It's about people and relationships. And John, you've gone on record as saying that the, the quality's gone down down on the product. I think somebody misquoted you to some degree saying you ate 40 pizzas in 30 days. And you were like, no, I tasted them, dumbass. I didn't eat them. Uh, is that still the case? Has the product gone down? And if so, how do you change it? Um, great question. The We've done about 800 pizzas. Um, and you could, you could argue subjectively that this pizza is not as good as that. You know, I can tell you it's not the product that I founded. 
it's not made the way we made it. Um, took some more labor. It was more artisan work, uh, more artistic when I was there. They've got machines doing things that we used to do manually. Um, and they have cheapened the ingredients in certain care, uh, categories. Um, and that's a slippery slope. Once you start cheating on one ingredient, then you cheat on a set. And before you know it, you, you don't have the, the same. Yeah, there's product, a very, I, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to bring this up because it's been on my mind. There's a very famous story about United Airlines and, and taking one olive out of the salad to cut like a massive number off the bottom line. And it sounds to me like that's what they've done. They started with the olive. Then they were like, well, we can get cheaper peppers. And, oh, wait a minute, mushrooms are on sale. You know, it sounds to me that's what's happened in, in to the decline of your product. I think that's one of many of the two things to make a better pizza is you got to start with better stuff. You can't make good wine from bad grapes and you can't make great pizza with bad ingredients and you have to put it together correctly. Uh, our product is superior when it's uh, has the right ingredients and it's made to Papa John standards. You can have the right ingredients and not put it together correctly or cook it correctly or not get it there on time and still have a bad customer experience. Right now, we see some deterioration in the ingredients. Uh, we can get into that if you want. And then we could also, we're definitely seeing some inconsistencies on how they put it together. And the calibration in the ovens are way off. I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I mean, we're just seeing this across uh, many industries. It's just like the lack of detail is out of control. How much do you think automation has to do with that? I'm really curious about what you think about automation and the future, uh, you know, of business. Oh, I, I'm totally pro innovation. I'm totally pro new technology. I'm totally pro uh, automation as long as it doesn't in any way uh, deteriorate the quality. Um, I think if automation and robotics uh, and uh, technology used correctly can actually enhance the consistency and the quality of the product. So I don't want to say I'm uh, anti moving things forward to be more productive. Um, the reason the TV is no longer 2000 or a thousand or 800 bucks is because entrepreneurship capitalism forces us to get better at making TVs. So now the t same TV that was three grand uh, three years ago, you now buy for 400 bucks or whatever the case may be. I'm just giving you a hypothetical, but what's interesting about these corporate guys. And, and right now that's all we have at Papa John's <laughs> is, is corporate guys chasing stock options. When I stepped down in, uh, 2016, the stock was basically 90 bucks a share. Okay. We're six years later, the stock is $110. That's two and a half percent, two percent per year. I mean, if you run the, you know, here you got a company that's made, and by the way, they got COVID uh, turbocharged uh, sales. If they hadn't gotten COVID, they'd be probably in chapter 11. But here's a company that's braggadocious about all this PR and all the things they're doing you know, with the culture and the marketing and Shaquille and basically the company is on just present value of the dollar is worth less today than it was six years ago. Yet these corporate folks with lawyers and PR folks, they spin it and the suckers over in wall street, the analysts, they don't ask the right questions. The right questions to Papa John's is what are transactions? The last five or six years, they're going to be negative, even with COVID surge. How many stores are losing money? What's your distribution curbs? Well, losing money. I bet you 30 or 40% of the stores of Papa John's are losing money um, or breaking even. 
And how come you've lost your advantage with your quality? How come you've lost uh, ACSI the last two years? How come you've lost the, they had a contest two weeks ago where Papa John's finished behind Pizza Hut? So those are the questions the analysts should be asking, but they don't ask it um, because there's all these politics going on and maneuvering. I'll scratch your back. I'll tell you this. I mean, they announced earnings Thursday. Stock's gone from 140 down to 110. Somebody's talking to somebody. I agree. Uh, Howie, if you want to jump in with any questions, let me know. I, I, yeah, I, got, I got a question. Right. And um, this has been, uh, I had to talk to a few people about this. You start your business in Indiana. You, you go from the bar, you start your first store. Uh, obviously it does well. When do you get the idea on your head? Listen, man, let's franchise this thing. Let's because the stat that kind of blew my mind is the fact that I think he went from like one or two to 500 stores in like less than 10 years, which that's crazy. How did you, how did, how did that happen? Um, in business as an entrepreneur, you have to have three things. You have to have a, a passion. We talked about that. I love making pizza. I love making good pizza. Like Jets pizza. I love Jets pizza. I mean, uh, in Parazelli's I love, I just like pizza. Uh, it's good pizza. Uh, two is you have to be a leader in your position. If you're Domino's, you got to be fast, pizza, variety, little Caesar cheap. We were a leader in quality. And three, you have to have a unit economics model that produces uh, a profit. You can't be trading dollars. Nobody's going to buy into a dream that doesn't make money. Hmm. The first store we spent $140,000 dining room, mozzarella sticks, salads, waitress, beautiful dining room. 96% of our business was takeout and delivery. 4% was dining room. Wow. We're doing good business, but we spent all this money on fried zucchini and salads and a cold mug of beer. And nobody, you know, they weren't, they weren't coming in. We immediately ch uh, changed that to a hundred percent delivery and takeout. The formula was spend a hundred thousand building the restaurant, do 10,000 a week in sales, pay a thousand dollar a month rent and make 10%. That was the formula. So we, wow. we got that on store too. We didn't waste any time. The consumer told us what they wanted. Sure. And we immediately, and that, that mathematical formula, that model, that business model, that third circle, which was propelled us. I think we had three stores by the end of 96, 20 by 90, 236 by 93, and then 500 by 94, 95. So once we had those three things in place, we, we were able to cookie cut it and run with it. Nothing is we went public in 93, raised $25 million, and we took the capital uh, limitation off the table in 93. So you figured out, I mean, right off the bat, you, when you started the restaurant, you probably didn't see too. it. Hey. 90% of our business is going to be takeout. I mean, that's something you, you capitalized on it. Yeah. And well, did you know that just from the history? Cause I do know that Domino's, that was their big thing. They were hesitant to move <laughs> into the takeout market. It was those, mm. the two gentlemen, I forget where from, but one of them did not want to do takeout to sacrifice quality. Were you firm in your belief that we can do this and move to a takeout, you know, Avenue and not sacrifice quality? I mean, was it, were you confident in your product that it would stand on its own? Well, remember when Howard, uh, what, what Howard Schultz with Starbucks, his partners didn't want to do drinks. You know, they just want to do bean coffee. So, you know, you always have somebody in the beginning that sees it differently. And in that case, you know, he lost his partners. But this is interesting. Oh, remember, I come out of college. My, da my dad's in bankruptcy in mixed lounge. And um, we take over the bar. We're $64,000 getting ready to head to bankruptcy. The thing's upside down. So we come up with a Mick burger and a beer for a dollar. 
a McBurger is a bun, uh, buttered and breaded, tomato, lettuce, pickle, and two patties with cheese. <clears throat> and we're blowing the doors off. Our lunches go from 30 bucks a day, 40 bucks a day to three, four, $500. And we're having, I mean, we're packing the place wow. in and, uh, Charlie Moore, the owner of the Jerry's across the street, Jerry's is basically a dirty Denny's in case you don't know what a Jerry's restaurant is. <laughs> he comes over here and he says, Snyder, what are you doing? You're stealing all my business. And I said, Charlie, we're doing a McBurger and a beer for a dollar. He said, what's your food cost? Well, hell in college, they don't teach you food cost. No. We didn't know anything about food costs. We were just selling the hell out of them. So we added it up. We had a dollar 20 in cost. So we were losing 20 cents with every <laughs> McBurger. And the point of that is I learned about that third circle, that that business, that unit economics has got to make a profit by selling a McBurger and a beer for 20 cents less than I had in it. <laughs> okay. So like, you know, I've known about you for a long time, man. And, you know, I've always said, you know, in comedy come from a comedic world, there's no feeling there. There's no room for feelings. Right. It's either you go on stage, you kill or you don't kill. I feel like that can be translated into business. So I've gone through a lot of changes in my life. The political spectrum has changed on me. Uh, I consider myself a liberal, more of a libertarian now, you know, uh, but now most people, if they see my point of views, would would think I'm uh, conservative. I, you know, so I remember a long time ago you had talked about how. And, and and if I'm wrong about this, you could you could please tell me that you felt that you know that a business has no obligations to share their profits with their workers. And at the time, I was like, that's some bullshit. But now, dude, I have a different view on that. And I'll tell you why. And I got in a lot of trouble for this because we had a lot of people out there going, we gotta change minimum wage. We gotta get a higher minimum wage. And what I said, and I got a lot of flack for is like, maybe you should stop trying to change minimum, minimum wage and start working on not working a minimum wage job because you're, you know, you, you're not a minimum wage job is not something you're supposed to support your family with. That's meant to be for like high school kids right. to be honest with you. And I'm going to say something also like first generation people that are here that like, you know, you just kind of sacrifice for your family. We all have stories of our families sacrificing, working shit jobs to pay the bills. Right. So I feel like there's been this kind of PR thing against you for a very long time. Uh, am I wrong on that? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a spin job on the, from the left. Um, I made the completely different, uh, argument and, and I walked the talk with my wallet. Remember when I left the employees were getting, uh, uh, over 30 million, 34 million a year in bonuses and profit sharing. So I've always been big on profit sharing and, and, and rewarding the employees with, with doing a job well done. If the company does well and the employees don't do well, that's not a sustainable model. That's an, that's the problem with Papa John's. They took the 34 million the corporate guys did. Um, they took it away from the employees. We lost all our good employees, lost 400 families, uh, jobs here in Louisville, Kentucky, moved the, uh, out of headquarters. And of course, where'd the 34 million go? It went to the C-suite. It went to all the executives. And the people at the bottom are not stupid. You know, they're gonna figure it out. And you, you start taking money out of their pocket, they're gonna play get even. But my comment was, this is not a problem. Obamacare is not a problem for, Pop, uh, for Papa John's, not a problem at all. It's only 11 cents a pizza in cost. 
and our delivery charge right now is two sixty, two dollars and sixty cents. So we can absorb with our volume and uh, our sales and our frequency, we can absorb Obamacare as good as any business out there. So my argument was to the opposite. We are not going to have any problem with Obamacare. But again, you're dealing with the left ideology. <clears throat> the guys, the knuckleheads running Papa John's today, they take the 34 million away from the employees, pay me as the bad guy, and put the 34 million dollars in their pocket. They're the ones. Remember what the left is accusing you of doing; they're already doing themselves. Let's clarify point. because I want to. I believe you're talking about the extreme left because I'm as I consider myself a liberal and a leftist. But after reading the transcript and the of uh, the the laundry service incident, and then seeing how it was portrayed in the media, there's no way in my mind I would not say you got screwed and this is a hit piece by who I don't know. But I think it's important when you you say left. Well, you, there's a progressive, you, right? Yeah, you're talking about the far the farthest on the left you can get. Right. Yeah, I, I, I stand corrected. I, I, I really mean the left elite. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the people that wake up every day and make this country great, whether left or right, they're just trying to do the right thing for their, uh, their, their, their families and for their communities. Now, when you get to the elite left, Soros, Gates, these, these guys, this, they're pretty brutal. Marxist. And so they control the media. The media controls the narrative. And if you're not playing their game, you're going to get hurt. Now that I know I'm dealing with um, <laughs> some folks on the left, uh, we're having a good interview so far. Well, let's I, keep, let's we, keep the politics out of it. No, we're, no, not, we're not all on the left, no, no, by no, the no, way. No, we're not please, all on the left. Please, and, I understand and, Chris. And we're, just we're, Chris, we're, and he's we're, transitioning. We're balanced. Yeah, he used to be on the right, and he's transitioning. He's transitioning in a couple John, ways more than one. John, like, um, I, like I just said, I'm as left as they come, and I would like to get into the, the situation with the Kaepernick thing. But just and the know that Chris ouster. is not politically correct at all. Yeah. If you watch his act, you'd yeah. be like, <laughs> e even if you'll be like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah. okay, you're going a little hard in the paint on that. So, so we, we don't want you to think that. I mean, like, you know, it's like there's well, an old school liberal, which I think tends to be libertarian right now, if you were going to do that. And then there's a super far progressive left that is dealing in idealism I, right I, now. And, and to be honest, I would say I'm, I'm a moderate leftist. But I'm not, I don't even use the word leftist. I would say I'm a moderate Dem. So my question is, I would like to get into the situation with the NFL because, you know, you were paying them $40 million a year to market your product, correct? With the, the system all in was probably 40, 45 million. Okay. I think the directly to the NFL itself was more like 10 or 12 million. Okay. But the bottom line is you had a point of view, which is your right. And I respect that. And that was the Kaepernick situation you thought was draw. The NFL was making a mistake and their product was failing, which hurt your product in the process. Correct? No. Okay. I, then I'm, I'm mistaken. So I'm just trying to wrap my head around this because I, the, oh, go the ahead. controversy hurt uh, NFL ratings to the tune of about 20%. Yep. Right. Um, probably 35% of the Papa John spend at the time was NFL. So if you take 20% of the spend for that period of time with 35% of our spend, you have negative sales. So the controversy, we didn't get in the middle of uh, the controversy. Our position was Goodell, do your job grow up, be a leader, be a man, and solve this to the players and owners' satisfaction. We tried to meet with the players and some of the owners and some of the 
um, you know, folks uh, sponsoring the NFL because you're not going to make one party happy and solve this problem. You have to make the sponsors happy uh, solving the problem. You have to make the players happy that they're being heard and you have to make the owners happy that, you know, they're running their business in a way that they can live with these parameters. So my comment was this needs to be uh, resolved to the satisfaction of the owners and the players. Uh, that's what I said. I didn't say anything about kneeling. I didn't say anything about Kaepernick. Right. I didn't say anything about any of that stuff. They fabricated all that. So to further this conversation, because like I said, I do want to d- discuss the laundry service incident because what I read, especially that transcript and the end conversation of that uh, transcript is pretty disgusting from their point of view to label you as a racist. Because what I read and I listened to it, correct from their point of view, but they are how they spend it. I listened to it and I read it. And more importantly, let's back up so everybody knows the big picture. This is a PR firm hired by Papa John's. Okay, you go down and you sit with them because they want to talk about, you know, uh, your brand and increasing your brand's profile. And in this conversation, you make it clear about your upbringing and the the line that was twisted out of, of context so, so poorly and disturbingly to me that was then led at the ending to say, this guy's a racist, made me want to throw up. And that was you talking about your personal experience growing up and talking about being in an environment where black men were dragged behind cars. And that's your personal experience. That's your truth. And then all of a sudden they say, this guy's a racist because he's talking about black people being dragged. It's so ridiculous. So my question is this. It's beyond ridiculous for anybody to come up with that assumption based on you talking about a personal experience. That's called P-hacking. What they're doing is called P-hacking. Absolutely. The the far left does that by cherry-picking data to make it seem like it is a, a trend. Correct. Instead of leaving out all the information Correct. that it, go, it goes So up. my question is this. Who released this? Because there's two options in my mind. It was either a direct hit piece from you by the top of Papa On John's. You, not for, from him. Against you. Correct. Yeah. And that the laundry service leaked it or there was somebody woke sitting in that room saying, I am willing to leak this because I don't understand what he was saying. I don't understand the difference between a statement and a racist comment. That's what I read into this. So my question to you is who leaked this? Was it somebody within lawn uh, laundry service? I mean, obviously we know it was, but was it from the top laundry service? Um, had an, an ax to grind because they were going to get terminated. In fact, they did get terminated the day after the call. So laundry service, the agency that did do the setup, and we've unequivocally proven that they set me up. You have the tape. We have depositions. We, we have read emails, the free report as we well. Have, we, we can we can prove in front of a jury that they 100% unequivocally set me up. That's going to happen. Laundry service is owned by Casey Washman. Casey Washman's on the plane with Clinton and Epstein. You know, he's in, he's in the L.A. elite out there. there we go. He's on the board of directors of a company that is nefarious towards women. They do uh, degrading, um, you know, uh, downgrading kind of clean. Uh, things. So you've got a bad apple with Casey Washman. Washman is friends with Roger Goodell. He calls him his big brother, who I'm wailing on in the press saying, uh, you know, get the matter resolved. So you now have a board of directors of Papa John's who pays laundry service a premium to go away 
The next day after they settle with laundry service, Stein quits. And the next day, Forbes has a, you know, has a copy of what I said, which they really didn't have the real copy. They had, they had an edited version, version so without the ad. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the question is who done it, which you asked the question. Yeah. Whether, whether Papa John's board of directors was passively, passively complicit or actively complicit, they hired a guy that hangs around with Epstein that has a terrible record with regards to women on his airplane, stewardess, his mistress, et cetera, who's friends with Roger Goodell, pays him a bonus to set me up as a racist. This is about as bad as it gets. Here's my problem. I mean, first of all, we have a confidentiality agreement that's completely broken and destroyed. So I know you've been in litigation with them. The last I read, they filed a motion to dismiss. Can you bring us to date on the status of the case? I've never seen a lawsuit. Lawsuits always go up and down. You go, man, I never saw that coming. We've been at this over a year and a half, two years. I've never seen a lawsuit where nothing has come up that we didn't already know about. Um, it is in front of the judge for dismissal. Um, you have the smoking gun, you have the truth, you have the tape. Um, you've now got a, a, a questionable character in Casey Washerman that's going to be exposed in the next 30, 60 days. So, I mean, these, what these guys did and what Papa John's board of directors did is not going to stand light of day. <clears throat> Papa John's has been able to hide behind bad product, bad service, bad image, because of COVID just told you the stock has gone from 140 to 110. Yeah. That stock goes from 110 down to 90. We're where we were six years ago. There's going to be a lot of people that lost a lot of money on Papa John's. The stars seem to be aligning to move back to where there's some form of justice, fairness, and honesty in this case. Uh, I really like this case in front of a jury. Uh, all the money I get out of the case goes to charity. And I got to tell you one thing, one, one thing I can't believe the black community has stood behind me. Unbelievable through this whole thing. Um, if they, if they turn their back on me, I'm dead. I'm the guy in the, the town square getting tomatoes yeah. and my, my black friends, Tolbert, uh, Cosby, Elliot Smith, all the friends are going, this is crazy. There's no history of this. Who does your, who does your guts? It's true. I try to, I try to treat everybody with love and respect and dignity. And, you know, they couldn't find enough other stuff, whether it's bad marriage or drinking, or he's not fit or whatever. So they had to make the whole race thing up. They had, and it's, and it stuck because the mainstream media jumped on it and didn't do their homework. Well, yeah, they didn't read the transcript, obviously. (laughs) And they took it out of context. My question, I'm curious to know, who do you think, what does your gut tell you? Do you, do you think this is a conspiracy from uh, higher ups, including Papa John's, or do you think it was leaked by somebody who uh, misinterpreted your statements from laundry service? No doubt that um, Washerman was in on it. Stein was in on it. Mark Shapiro with Endeavor was part of this. Uh, Richie was probably the CEO of Papa John's. He was probably part of this. You do have the um, communication directors, Joe Lockhart, who was the communications director for the NFL, who also worked under Biden and Clinton. So you may be able to tie it up that far up the food chain. The board of directors outside of Shapiro and Richie, I think they're just stupid. I think they were just weak. I think they were just cowardly. Um, this cancel culture wasn't alive and well yet. Um, Mark Shapiro convinced the board that, hey, 
once they paint John as a racist, he'll never recover. And they went along with it. And uh, they had a choice. They picked the John uh, ship or they picked the Steve Ritchie, Mark Shapiro ship. Uh, I think they picked a bad ship and I think they're going to pay a price for it. Well, it wasn't Stein when he left. Didn't they blame it on like uh, 20% reductions because of COVID? I mean, that's got to be a convenient excuse, right? I think Stein blamed more like a 40% decrease in staff uh, because they lost the Papa John's business. Right. Um, they had the creative, which was like five million a year, but the media buy was closer to 80 million. And when they lost that uh, chance at having that 80 million, uh, they were forced to lay off a lot of people. And so I think Stein, in order to retaliate against Papa John's, set me up. And th- with, a th- with a direct threat, to my knowledge, correct? Washman told Richie, Washman owns laundry service, and Richie was the CEO of Papa John's. He told Richie, if you don't give me $6 million, I'm going to bury your founder. Yeah, that's 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 in discovery already. That's blackmail, (laughs) dog. Here's what I would like our readers to know. Um, I encourage anybody out there that listens to us to not only listen to the transcript or read the transcript, but listen, because tone matters. Okay, you know, we can lose tone in text. And I listened as well. And I read. And what I got was somebody concluding and not being able to discern a statement uh, and a personal history that you're providing versus uh, racism. And that's really troubling to me that somebody could make this conclusion. And that's why I say there are bigger powers at force here, because I read it and I listen to it and I don't make the connection at all. You know, well, to cut the, let's let's cut to the chase here and then move on. Laundry service was paid five million dollars to help protect me and enhance my brand. They did the opposite. And by the way, they still continue to do the opposite. They still they're trying to bring, bring up personal yeah. stuff to hurt me. The agency that we hired to help me did the completely opposite and did everything they could to destroy me. That's crazy. Yeah, you got fucked, bro. Yeah, point you did. blank. So, Howie, do you got any questions? Yeah, man. What? One last question. This last question. Just, just so we don't, I don't get a bunch of these DS, but you said that now you have a lot of the black community on your side, which obviously, you know, that's a real positive thing. You were naming off some of your friends. Did did you say Cosby? No, that's not. It's not Bill Cosby. Oh, Cosby's a local reverend down at. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, no, I think that. I, honestly, I'm glad he did that. I'm glad you asked that question. He's yeah. down at uh, St. Stephen's and and uh, oh, the yeah. cemetery. Oh my gosh! We, I know it's a different Cosby. We do oh, not. Oh, Thank you, Holly. Frass did drop. Reverend Elliot. Now we support John. Yeah, Reverend Elliot was friends with my father and marched with uh, Martin Luther back in the late 50s and 60s. And he were personal friends with my daddy. And so we we go way back with this community. But I wasn't saying that they befriended me. I was saying they did. They stuck with me. Supported you. Know, they, yeah, they, there's a big yeah, difference. They supported me when when I had a all-white board, half was females, and they threw me off the ship with a anchor tied around my ankle hoping I would drown. Yeah, white you chicks. Know. What are you going to do with them? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah they're so, the worst. Hey, hey, we do have a reader, you, on, we have a reader question. Look at the irony here. No. I have, but look at the irony. I've got six white people that I made all multimillionaires. They try to destroy me and crucify me as a racist. And then I've got the, the black community, which I, we've been good to the black community for several generations, but not to the extent I was the board of directors. The board of directors hurts me 
and the people that I really haven't done as much as I should for supported me. They, the whole this whole thing is like most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, yeah. it's been a great lesson. I'm thankful. I'm grateful. I just don't want to do this again. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's like Malcolm X said, man, the most dangerous animal on the planet is a, a, a rich white liberal. And uh, they are, they are. I mean, don't even get me started with a Unabomber. Rich white said. female? Do you have, a, no, yeah, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're even crazy. John, okay. we like to keep things fairly light on the show and we take reader questions every <laughs> week. And one of our readers has a very important question. Uh, they w- we want to know, did you get your Camaro back and why buy a Camaro when the Firebird was the far superior car? That's a great Crazy. question. Um, I do. I did like the Firebird. I actually had a Trans Am. <laughs> um, but that, uh, that, that 71 Z28 was my baby. I, um, I bought it washing dishes when I was 15 for 1600 bucks. Yeah. Sold it in 83 to get daddy out of bankruptcy for 2,500 and then bought it back in 2009 for $250,000. That car is within a hundred feet of me right now. Now, take, correct me if I'm wrong, but you so, had to you find, know, just, you had you to find, go in business with me. You had to find out who's the car. I love the car. The car, it, my, my, my dad passed away in the middle of my first, uh, uh, Papa John's. My grandfather passed away in the middle of mix. Um, I went to college in that car. I played baseball in that car. That car meant the world to me and to get it back kind of brought back the heart and soul of the, of the, the two men and the family around me that helped get me to where I was in life. So, um, I I overpaid for it. Um, but it was, it was the car. It's my car and, uh, it's, it's within a hundred feet of me at all times. I love that dude. That's great. Chris, final thing, anything? No. Okay. That was great. John, thanks for coming on. That was great. I love you very much. It was great to have you on the show. Uh, well, Chris really you, loved hey, having you on as well. What's up? We'll start where we, you know, a little shot, a big shot's nothing but a little shot that kept on shooting. If I did it, you guys can do it. I know you're on your way to big time success, and I'm glad that I could be, be here uh, in the early stages when you'd want a guy like me on your show. Hey, brother. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. You. Come and back th- anytime. Thanks for being transparent. It means a lot. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. And all right, man. Thank you. Whoa, got feisty there for a second, huh? But we're back. Man, it's all kumbaya and love in this studio. Neff, great interview. Uh, Johnny, great interview. Uh, Howie, you should have jumped in more. Uh, guys, That's I thought that was a, 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 just a, a, a hallmark moment. I just wanted for, to know... Uh, where he spent the two hundred grand on the buyer's premium for the Camaro. That's what I was trying to sneak in. Okay. Because uh, word on the street is he didn't buy the car for two hundred grand. He had to go to the person he sold it to, pay them two hundred grand to tell him who that person sold it to. The okay. guy wanted the Camaro really bad. Yeah. Okay. But I would love to hear the story before. I know. I jumped all right, the gun. So let's get in. Let's go through your all your touch butt stuff real quick. There is no. Johnny, what's your what's your call of the week? Let's do this quick. Well, and I want to my to say that I said this before you guys had all this conversation earlier when I came in. This was my choice. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to have any involvement <laughs> in this market at all, uh, crypto or otherwise. Keep stay out of it. Howie, just keeping my cash. Yeah, I think it's time to start picking up. Buy, start slowly acquiring a little bit of Home Depot if you don't have it. Buy Home Depot took a beat down today. Good earnings. Um, a lot of exterior factors. I like Home Depot. 
and Howie, you and I were talking about Micron. Are you still thinking about picking up? Now, this is crazy, guys. This is not something we typically promote on the show. Do you know what a, a, a zero days to expiry means, Sam? No. That's when you buy a Light in the Loafer's Delight with one day to go. And Howie is two days to go. Two days to go. Howie is contemplating picking up some calls uh, with a Friday, this Friday expiry on Micron, because he's got some word on the street that the options volume is big. And yeah. I think the strikes are $93. So we don't want to tell people to do this, but if you, if you like living life on the edge and, the, and Micron opens up down tomorrow, you might want to take a hard look at those calls. Yeah, it's training around 90 and a half, 91. You go out and buy uh, the, uh, what is it, the 28? Is you, it the uh, 93s? I think you do what you do tomorrow is, is you buy first OTM out of the money, one step above whatever it is after it's trading. $93. $93 yeah. is the strike price, but they're Micron, MU. Is it risky? Extremely. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, but if the thing pops two or three or four points, you're going to make 30, 40, 50 percent bang quickly. Yeah, you're going to be a, you're going to be a G. You're going to be a baller. So, you know, normally we don't pr promote stuff like that because it's super risky. But if you can chart watch, if you want to live dangerous. Yep. Um, as Guys, far my pick of the week is nothing. Take karate, Neff. That's what I'm trying to get you to do. I like Take the way you've already jujitsu. Get the, the girls little basket hey Neff finally listened to me last week he listened to me and kscp that piece of shit stock that he loved at like seven it jumped to 9 30 mm -hmm. and i told him to sell it and he sold it i sold it immediately right. and banked a 33 percent gain and i texted him and i said hey, you'll be able to buy it back at why didn't you bring that up during the how your week went? Because I wasn't here last week when it happened. Some guy named Whitman Whitaker was here. Okay. Uh, All right. Man, I, I, I'm glad you stay in character. You really are the Daniel Day Lewis. I have no idea. Podcast. You know what? It yeah. takes commitment. It really right? does. So uh, go through, let's go through these memes of the week. Hold on. It was, I got to drop my pick. Um, I thought you just did. No, I didn't. Um, that was something Howie and I were discussing. I'm not going to buy MU 48-hour um, calls. That's for ballers, and I'm not that. Guys, I'm staying in cash, too. Like I told you, I have really felt like I've won in the last two months by not buying much, and it's a really good feeling when you're like, fuck, if I would have bought that, I'd be down another 20%. I'd be down another 30%, and I would have dug my hole even deeper. Like I said, I think we're headed for a crypto winner. I think we're heading for a bear market. Typically, bear markets last anywhere, Howie, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, 12 months to two years. It's cyclical. It's what the stock market does, and I feel like we're on the cusp of that. That doesn't mean we're not going to find you great picks to make fucking moves on, but I'm not just going to throw something out there on a value play that I think like a tech play that's oversold, like a Fastly or an Asana. I like these names, but I still think they have a lot lower to go. So I'm not making any picks this week. I'm hoarding cash. I'm building up the inventory. And keep in mind, cash is part of your portfolio. We've spoken about this. It is your biggest weapon. They don't call it dry powder, you know, for nothing. They don't. Good point. They don't. Yeah. All right. So let's get to your meme of the weeks. Here um, we go. Johnny, lots of memes of the week this week. Uh, so many. Oh, this is the one I had to explain to Howie. 
Yeah, but that was last week's. No, no that was in the text thread that we oh, explained this. Yeah, I love so, that one. So this is where my Mayor- favorite part is how uh, Johnny Redneck Johnny right there, who looks like he's like <laughs> works at a gas station, loves NASCAR. Uh, I think that's from my Instagram. I was, I was gonna doing say some work. I was gonna say, who is that guy on the far right? And for those of you listening, this is Johnny. Would you say this is the quintessential mansplaining meme that's out? It, yeah. Sure. Now, okay. Now, Chris, yeah. is part of you liking you with tits? Is I gotta be honest. Of- if I look that way with tits, and I knew I was gonna look like that, and I've been, said this before, and I knew uh, the operations were reversible, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, that's a sign you want to do it, right, Johnny? Would you agree I with that? Get it over with. Yeah, go on, just do it. So, just so you guys know, this is the the guy at the Houston Astros game with talking to the big tits, and whoever did this managed to get Howie with three necks and his Tiger King glasses, (gasps) and then me with my big rack. So, well, well done. How happy are you getting manhandled, bro? You look so happy there, Chris. I'm not. You want to read the? Yeah, 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 yeah. John. It's go ahead, Johnny. Okay, uh, we just hit. This is how he uh, mansplaining. We just hit seven point five percent inflation, highest since nineteen eighty two, which basically means if you get a five percent pay raise, you're still minus two point five percent overall. In reality, I think inflation is really more like twenty percent. I'm hedging with crypto and JPEGs. <laughs> Trust me, the engagement ring can wait. <laughs> See, there you go. You look so happy. Silent now DJ. Silent DJ. Everybody. That's definitely the lead. Yep. Yep. It's the only one so Next far. One. So yeah. All right, I love this one. Um, of course, it's retard sexual blowtorch. We've all seen the Michael Jackson eating popcorn picture. Well, it's that, and he says, watching Woodward and Bernstein break Watergate in 1972. And then below it, it's Sam doing what he does best, eating on the podcast, and it says, watching Whitaker and Dewey break Flavorsgate in 2022. This is a really good my one, only, too. My only issue with this is mm-hmm. that that... Michael Jackson images from like 82, right? All right, Johnny, oh, it's called on. me magic. Well, yeah. Johnny, I'm with you. I'm with you. I didn't understand it. All right, next. 50% of the reader you, comments. You know what he could have done? He could have gone 82 and been like the crack epidemic, right? Would yeah, that any, be yeah, something else. 50% uh, of this re- week's reader questions were about Sam eating on the podcast. Yeah, no, so I, lo- I love this one. This is... Okay, Johnny, go ahead. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's a screen cap of Sam, uh, and you could have picked really any moment from last week's episode and gotten pretty much the same image. Uh, picking his teeth, chicken or some shit out of his yeah, teeth yeah, that was, he was eating. Was it was it? chicken. Yeah, and it and, I get the taste of Neff's ring. <laughs> Sam trying to get the taste of Neff's ring out of his mouth. Yeah, and oh, then okay. we've got Whitman Whitaker down there going, and how? And then uh, and then Howie going, Jesus Christ. Can yeah, you give us a I good, mean, it was, can, a, it was a, this uh, is good, but this is all a bad funny. week to be okay. Shout out to JB underscore 1913 for all the right. meme. There we I, go. I'm Next in on this one. one. All right. There's a little story behind this what, one. Can I say really quickly? Yeah. I got a little beef with this one. Yeah. They put your head as Whitman Whitaker on a newsman's body when this is exactly how you looked on the show last week. Why didn't they just take a screen cap from the show? Well, I I think what they wanted, I think that's Cronkite. It might be uh, Edward R. Murrow. I don't know. It's one of the greats. So here's the thing. 
you should be lucky readers if you want to hate on us because I don't have a life and I will respond. I will respond. Hate on you. Hate on you. They love me. Real real careful. They love Howard. Right. Whoever this Whitman Whitaker character is, he has a lot of time to respond. So he basically said, I love the podcast, but had to turn it off a minute into Neff doing one of his retarded characters. Once again, please get rid of him. Wait, 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 wait. Where was this message sent? It was sent to the general cash daddy. And and so Whitman Whitaker has access to Yes, he does. He does. I think it's rude. And then Whitman responds with, how about you suck all of our dicks, unsubscribe, and go fuck yourself? Do you think we really do the show for you? So here's my point. Well, I, 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 if really I for one, I do. this show just for you. I, I'm here for the listeners, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The readers. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for you. Well, maybe Whitman yeah. Whitaker doesn't need to come back. Yeah. Uh, sounds like maybe, I've learned that every complaint is worth 10,000 people. So this sounds like 10,000 Oh, just people. the opposite of what you used to say. Okay. Listen. Go on. Next one. Go on, Next one. Well, you got Chris. Do you have something to say about that? No, I was just going to say, you have to understand, there's no way I could ever pull off what Whitman Whitaker does. I was astonished at his performance, but there's something that I could never commit to. Okay, we should we should have just gone the yeah, next Yeah, I should have. I tried to cut you off. Yeah, and you, you were right. This now. is a great one. I apologize. This is a great one. Okay, so <laughs> go ahead and explain this one, Johnny. <laughs> well, it's, 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 our, it's our Ryan Dunn, uh, Ryan Dune, as Sam calls him. Uh, as as Aladdin with <laughs> with his with his crypto profits on his magic blanket there, and that's from Venomous Villain. Has he gotten any? Have, has he gone back to it all? No, no. Uh, Ryan Dune. Ryan Dunn. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, there's right, another mansplain. Okay. Well, no, this one is him explaining that Ford's total liabilities are 180.5 billion. The Deucer's boomer doesn't care. The calls you, I can't see the reflection. Can you read it? Doesn't care. The calls got you a new set of cans. Uh, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. Okay. This just feels like a little bit like cheating, though, right? To send like two variations of. Yeah. Or is this the same person, though? No, a different person. Okay. Next one. This looks like blackface. This is great. This is great. This is straight up 1920s. That's hilarious. And it says the Deuster loses his shade circa 1920. That might be the best picture ever of you making that face with those dog shit glasses on. I mean, it it could not be better, right? I mean, like. What's that from, Howie? I don't know. I have no idea. (laughs) No idea. Uh, this is from BG David, and it's just uh, that that guy. What was his name? Whitman, Whitman Whitaker. Oh come on! Nineteen twenties <laughs> outfit. And it says, "Where are the hotsy totsies?" Okay, the thing here. The thing. This is the best of the Photoshop's. Mm-hmm. It's by far the best Photoshop. Yeah. So in that instance, it's winning so far. It's just not the best meme but somebody took some time to go yeah i mean it's the best photoshop and that hey that could be somebody like a long lost relative of whitman whitaker and what what year did this picture come out like 1880s yeah there we go next one well that's a little before his time yeah that was i mean the welcome to stick figure land okay guys i loved stick figure land okay it's a place where everyone's legs are super regardless of gender are super huh? are are, are, the, the, same. are the same okay john why don't we just read our own voices okay yes yes regardless of gender haha i'm totally a man and not a transvestite <laughs> can you see that howie, howie no, can you see? 
right. Howie, Howie says, one time I gave financial advice to a transvestite. You should have seen the size of its knockers. You know what's really interesting? That kind of fits into all the other memes. So it's almost like this guy knew what was happening. Yeah, this guy's good, man. <laughs> this guy is like almost predicting the future of memes. Well, let's give this guy some credit. He does have a name. It's Mr. Barbecue Steaks. Howie does that. I mean, uh, Chris, you do have your pink eye there, too. I just noticed. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. Funny. Uh, you know, it's so it's so bad, it's so good. And Sam, you just yeah. look demented. Yeah. That I looks mean, like... Did you ever see the early days of South Park, their animation? Like yeah. That's kind of like that original... Yeah. Uh, I, I, what you're trying to say is I look like a trailblazer. Thank you, Johnny. Kind of Next one. They did. Next one. Here we go. Final one. Okay, this comes from Zhi Zhan Bad Ping. <laughs> I don't know the reference. I'm guessing it's the new uh, it's the Boba Fett. No, it's the not the new Mandalorian. Okay, it's, the, it's not Boba. The new Boba Fett from the Mandalorian. Okay, so Boba Fett has his spear gun out, and it's described as the Nef Simp Army. Yeah, and for next sure. to him is the baby Yoda in a pod that says 1920 trans reporter, and the uh, little Yoda says he hurt my feelings, and underneath it, Yoda says meme him and how? Okay, <laughs> wait, it was Whitman. Whitaker just in here? Yeah. He just stepped into the building. Okay, that was I just so gotta weird. be honest with you. This is great for a lot of reasons. Okay, one is like, yes, anybody that's a fan of Nefs is obviously a simp. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you realize that that reporter was trans even in the 1920s. Uh, the problem is it just doesn't translate. Am I right? Like, it just. It does. Yeah, there's something missing. It's not cohesive. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I think Neff's army of followers don't have guns. They're just they're uh, ass up, face down. Am I right, everybody? They're like a, they're like an army of cucks. Am I right? You're with their there, bowl, by the hungry, way, hungry you just holes. invited an entire week of memeing about about you. By the way, you, thank you. you, just, you Neff, thoughts, thoughts. I'd love to take a week off from being memed. Okay, no, you Send, love no, being no. memed. Send them to Sam. Okay. we have a we have a a, a text thread with the show. Who's constantly sending memes to us? Like, oh, look at this one. Oh, look at this one. Oh, uh, look at dude, this one. It, I mean, oh, you mean spreading information and doing my job? Yeah, but you're the always the memeing guy. Yeah, because you guys don't even know how to use the Discord. I have to get them I to you. I can't even get on it. That's the point. So here's the thing. Because Neff seems a little sensitive right now. Oh, no, stop. So I'm going to let you pick. The meme of the week. I don't. I don't oh, have one. So I, I think I'd like Thank to. Thank you, Johnny. That's nice of you. I honestly, I think watching Woodward and Bernstein break Watergate, even though Johnny is being a little prissy, saying uh, oh, Jackson, snaps. Jackson from Thriller ruins it for me, and then watching Whitaker and doing anachronistic. Break, uh, yeah. Here's sure. the thing. I don't understand how somebody can eat all the time when they're fasting. That's why this works yeah. for them. Okay? They walk nice around play. they walk around drinking well a bottle, played. a gallon of piss, drinking that or lemon water, whatever it is, and then they're like, I'll take my one hour out of the day to eat chicken wings on the Cash Daddy's podcast. So I'm going to go with this one. BG David, second place for Where Are the Hotsy Totsies. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't just... Cash Daddy, by the way, he did the same thing on Punch Drunk. He just tried to hide it. He would turn so, his camera off when he was eating. So, the, but I wasn't. I wasn't. You weren't eating on Punch Drunk. No, I mean, like you guys gotta understand, like when I'm fasting, when I'm not fasting. 
Okay. But you say it's an hour a day, but then you eat. Not all the time. Not but can every you? Day. I, well, I guess our request would be that when, can you do the fasting part while the podcast is on and then do the eating part when the podcast well, is if not I'm, recorded? Well, I, dude, I podcast 24 7. I would never <laughs> be able the to problem, eat. I guess. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, you do, don't get cool scored. I, I like go down. Go, da- go down. I like the. Uh, go, go down. No, the other one. Go, go, go. No, no, no. That's my favorite. All right. Let's, okay. let's I thought we get, were letting F pick. Well, oh, we because, because he's moody? Yeah. Okay, okay exactly. let's exactly. You pick. <laughs> moody now. I'll he take the already. deuce. No, never loses okay. a shade. It's Circa the Michael 19. Jackson meme is the meme. All right. Let's get these. The the All right. Let's answer some questions. Does that win them? Anything? What? Does that win them anything? Street cred? Okay. All right. Go let's on, answer some one. questions and call it a day. All right. couple questions. Okay. So, three. Okay. Uh, so this comes from the Discord. Um, let's start with this. Uh, a lot of these are Papa John's, and he's no longer around, so we okay, can't add. He did say, is Papa ever going to accept SHIB as payment? I was trying to get that in there, but we didn't get to. Howie, do you like any REITs right now? What? Any REITs, real estate investment trusts. Yep. Um, not right off the back of back of my head because they had such a huge year last year. Uh, I'm a little wary of them right now because interest rates going up. So I'm probably staying away right right now. Okay, this comes from Femtoy. <laughs> Good name. Can one of the daddies on the show buy me big fake boobs from Amazon? Breast forms. I'm trying to go full Neff. Hey! Just give me some credit for at least reading that for Christ's Naf, sake. Now, you guys should start a GoFundMe together. Johnny, why don't you go ahead and say Naf? fuck the truckers, send us money, and we'll fuck the truckers. Uh, go ahead, Johnny. When the <laughs> that Instagram. was funny, Johnny. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Can we do the Instagram question? This is uh, from Say Nothing uh, 103. What will the impacts of World War III be on the U.S. markets? I think he's asking about Ukraine and this whole yeah. Russia shit. I mean, look at it. I mean, oil's right already going up. OIH, baby, we pushed it at one seventy-five. It's at like two thirty. You gotta love oil and energy. How long is that gonna last, Howie? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I think it's it, you know it might go on for the next year. Who the hell knows? You know, we got a couple troops in this town, this town. I, I don't know. I always thought Ukraine was Russia. I just found out today. Uh, my girlfriend said they're two different places. So I thought it was all just they you used know, to be part stuff. of the Soviet Union, Howie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, so what's the difference? You know, <laughs> it is interesting that we're going to have like our first white on white war in a while. You know, that's, that's it's, good, it's that's been a, a while. It's been a while since we've had a white people fighting white people over there. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point, Johnny. Um, it's different. That's Serbia. a great point. And I love that. I love that. Howie basically stated why I think this whole thing is just ridiculous is that most of us <laughs> couldn't find the Ukraine on a Well, map. So a lot of people call it the Ukraine. Yeah, which is and, from it being the Soviet Socialist well, Republic. In Russia's, Russia's entire economy, I don't think it's as big as Germany. Russia's economy is not big. It's like somebody, one of the economists today came 66. out and said, Russia's basically a large gas station. Yeah. That's all they have. Uh, well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, they basically use Russia like they use North Korea as just a fucking shadow in the cave to get to rev up the fucking military industrial complex and spend a bunch of fucking money. But nobody's buying into it except for these stupid idiot blue check marks on the far, far progressive Like Johnny? 
Johnny's not a yeah. Johnny he's a blue check mark. He's a blue check mark. Oh, no, I'm not on the far, far progressive he's left. Not. Johnny, no, I mean Johnny how he kills animals with his hands. How he's right though. I mean Russia's like I want to say the 66th largest world economy, and like yeah, Putin it's was. Not, it's not, put, Putin did a in, uh, conference call the other day, and he had white phones on his desk from the 70s. Yeah, for Christ's yeah, sake. It, what he wants is this, to renegotiate the end of the Cold War. That's what he wants. He's not happy with what Russia walked away from the table with because they were in such a shitty position when the Soviet Union broke up. So, what and so he, he want, wants to get leverage think? now, like political leverage with it. Like He wants to be in a position where he can really fuck the world up and then... Bring the West to the table and 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 give him some some you know. Well, what he wants to do is have everybody like, hey, do business with us. That's part of it for sure. Yeah, and that's why I mean, and he's totally right. We backed I mean, him like, in the corner. We like, uh, dude. I know this guy sound crazy, but you know, it's like we we are very sensitive about the Holocaust, which we should be. How about the twenty million Russians that fucking died yeah. trying to take out Hitler? How come we don't show them any respect? That was then, a meat grinder. The, you know, the I mean, Eastern like, dude, Front. they lost a huge generation of men. A huge generation of men. I say it was done purposefully. That's a different is story. That, is that why all those Russian wives are trying to come over here? Yeah, well, because <laughs> it's a shit. It's 66. Anyways, so next question. How, uh, uh, this is for Tripoli. He's asking about the markets here. Uh, for the tripster, what does Pluto have to do <laughs> with the markets? Well, today is a very interesting day. This is the closest Pluto's been to the planet Earth since the Civil War. Wow. And Pluto, according to astrology, it, I'm telling you, bro, it brings... Death and a, and a, a rebirth. I, I I think all this craziness going on is being done for purpose. I think people are waking up. I'm really. I mean, we're always talking to Ukraine. Nobody's talking about what's going on in Canada. The chaos of that. Mm. If Canada go, listen. If Canada goes full communist, that puts China right on our border. Okay, right on our border. So people better start waking up. And you know, I'm. I know this isn't. Tim How does that put China on our border? China's like a billion miles away. No, he's just saying I mean, they're going to become Howie, Can I ask you? I love you to pieces. I, I love you so much. You're so fucking funny. When, when you ask that question, are you retarded or stupid? Which one is it? Which one is it? Are you retarded or are you, are you stupid? I owe you $2. Because, I mean, like, what do you mean? There's already stories that Chinese troops are in in Canada, there's already a lot of talk that they're Chinese already there. Are in Canada? Where yes. the hell are they? I don't see them. At, you don't see them at hockey games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's why you're so cuddly. Your 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 retardedness is cute. When's the last point? time you saw Jimmy Wong at a fucking Canadian game drinking Labatt Blue? I Never. think I got fingered by a Doctor Wong back when I was a kid. But the point is, like, you I, know, I, can I ask you though? Can I so ask you one thing? You say think one thing. That one the thing. sky's projected, right? So what if, I I sometimes you think that all that shit up there is fake and then sometimes you, you think the that? like you seem to think the positions of the planets matter and then sometimes you seem to think that it's all like projections and like a you know a what like firmament or whatever so I'm I'm curious which of how, how does the relative positions of planets also how does that fit into your concept of what's out there when you sometimes seem to think that it's like some kind of projection system up there? I don't know if it's a projection system, dude. I think it's something that <laughs> separates our, our environment from what is called the electric universe. So hold on. Was Copernicus wrong and Galileo? All these guys didn't discover planets and this is like projection? 
I think these things are out there. I think these things could easily be stars. But not planets. Not necessarily planets, yeah. And these stars are basically can be moved through the electric currents through a universe that is not empty, but actually plasma. Well, you've talked about this before, the billionaires study the stars and rich people study the markets. Uh, does this go along with that theory? 100%. Okay. And that, Neff, let me get into this, that actually all this craziness is coming because they know age of Aquarius, Pluto's here. That's what they're reading of the stars. Okay. That's my whole opinion. And I, I'm going to be honest with everybody. It's going to get a lot crazier. And I know Howie is a big Pfizer guy. I think Pfizer's in deep shit coming up. And we'll see. And we'll you put guys it. should put your money where your mouth is. I like, would what love. is the actual bet? Because I'll put 100 bucks on it. What's the bet? Well, frame up a bet for us, Howie. You, you would know how to do that on Pfizer. We just saw <laughs> Moderna take a big Pfizer dick today, deep. Man. Pfizer's a good buy Yeah, right now. after the CEO dumped a ton of fucking stock. Well, you know, I mean, Pfizer's put out that data could come out about their test, uh, their trials. And it could be bad for stocks. They literally said that. Already factored in. That's probably factored in because the stock's gone from okay. 62 to Well, the, the CDC just now said they don't want to release this information because they know. could be missing. I'm telling you. Let's do some. So, let's set it up as a like. What? Let's where the price is. Hey, Howie, what? Give us a time frame in the future. I that, see. I can't tell you a number that the price is going to go down because that's not my... No, 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 no. But I'm saying like six months from now, do you see Pfizer being, uh, the stock price being higher than it is now? No, I think it's probably, it might be right where it is now. Six okay, months. so we'll go be. six months from now. Okay. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Six months from now, $100. 12 months from now, another $100. But aren't you also saying like something big going to happen like something's going to come out it's not about the yeah, stock price it's coming so that, that could crater is what you're thinking what that could crater the Pfizer yes. stock price yeah oh i yes. see what you're saying yes okay. yes the data is going to come out about their clinical trials and how they lied about everything so howie would you be happy with let's say you're into the bet is that pfizer is within five percent of the current price in yeah. for six months and ten in a year from now yeah okay all right so let's do it that way wow Okay. Well, that's a lot. Can I don't you think write we... that down on something. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. He's got okay. It. Johnny's got the bets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, guys. Anything else? I got more questions if you want them. Uh, I mean, up to you, bro. I think we're good today. Okay. okay. It's been a long day. All right. Just... Uh oh. Can we hug after the show? See, this is gonna get weird. Oh, now. I got one question. Well, that's, please that's leave a like. It's please weird. don't let Chris do that stupid voice again. I couldn't finish the last pod. Okay. Here. You know how many DMs I got <laughs> that said this Whitman Whitaker guy should be a permanent fixture, and Chris Neff should no longer be on the show. <laughs> there were people that thought it was real. That is Maybe my point. Maybe your, your Whitman Whitaker will be your Andrew Dice Clay persona, and you're no yeah, longer man. Chris, and you just walk around as. Hi, I like that. Can I get a foot long, please? Uh, <laughs> sir, do you talk? Like, yeah, I'm from the 1930s. So how right is Jared doing? I haven't heard from him lately. <laughs> this is a question for HR Johnny and Blue Ball Sammy T. Tesla is said to be opening a drive-in restaurant in Hollywood. Is that right? And uh, having hipsters and roller skates bring food to you uh, 60 style. Can we get Neff a job there with his stinky pussy? And if so, uh, would the trans <laughs> transgender community consider this an atrocity since he's only halfway into his transition? Let me make this clear. I will be a eunuch within one year and I will not have a pussy. Okay. okay, but Just you will have long hair chemical and wear castration. dresses and 
probably most likely have a glory hole. Look, I know in your we're house. trying to wrap up the show. Yeah. But I will say this. Yeah. The lines are so blurred now that with if you're your sexuality, no, with <laughs> with with with, tra with transgender people in general, yeah. Have you ever watched a transgender porn and you're like, fuck, I can't even no. figure out who's gay in this situation. I've never watched a transgender <laughs> porn in my life. Are you serious? Come on, dude. Have, you've never watched transgender well, porn. Well, I, I did some. I was doing a lot of speed back then. I know, Sam. And, oh, I know, Sam. And the recommendation. You well, mean yeah, because I lost a bet and I had to watch that, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, so you uh -huh. know that. Yeah, you got you a black beauty. Look at that laugh. Look at that smile on. Oh, dude, I'm maybe Johnny would say here no, I'm looking to at destroy you squirm. this podcast. <laughs> no, look at the smile on his face. He's like that little girl from the meme where the house is on fire behind her, just smirking. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. My point is this. The Come lines out of the are, closet. That's no, our point. The lines are so blurred. Like, you can watch a, a woman who you know does straight porn, and she's getting banged by a tranny, but then you're like, who's the gay one in this situation? Because he's got a dick. She's a straight girl. I'm confused. Like, I really have to stop sometimes to be like, I don't even know who's the gay person anymore. Well, in that scenario, there's no gay person. Thank you for helping me out. Yeah. So nobody's gay. But how about when you watch two dudes go at it? What do you never, feel that? Never, about? never, Okay. I think we should. Can we do a thing? How many people would support Neff if he came out? Can we do a... Everybody would can support we do Neff. That? Can we do a poll on that? Everybody. Support, no support, and see what the numbers Wait, are. Wait, but Neff, Neff, are you watching a lot hey, of trans Hey, hey Howie, no, Howie, just once. Howie, yeah, just will you once. talk to some people you know that are high up in... In, uh, entertainment and see if they would be interested in a trans financial advisor maybe to get this show going maybe that's a whole new niche yeah do you know yeah. anybody that might be at the paramount fucking streaming service that might want so, a uh -huh. trans trans activist financial person there's got to be positions available all right, right now. Dude, you can't be trans if you cut off your dick all right yeah, you can no, there's you a can. lot of trans people that do that like Don't I cut said. your dick off. Do it chemically if you're going to do it so you can reverse you it. Can you still know, whatever. I'm donating all seven I and a half inches should, to science. I think you should put it in one of those dick cages and be happy with uh, yourself. No, it's going in at a jar in formaldehyde right above my bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. this. How many times a week do you do I'd fuck me dances in front of the mirror? Daily. <laughs> all right. Now, when you go home tonight, are you going to put the lotion in the basket? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say if there's one thing I got out of this podcast is that that I wore my alma mater's hoodie all day, which is a Jesuit university. Oh, the truth comes out. Just just to see if you noticed. All right. The Rams. The Rams. Great show. Thank you. If you guys like the show, please let your friends know. I think it's one of the best shows today. It was one of our best episodes. We've been hitting some bangers lately. I hope you guys could spread the love. Thank oh, yeah. You. And by the way, do do leave us a review. We haven't been mentioning this for a while. Reviews help. Uh, uh, subs, subs help. And there's nothing more than I hate than watching anybody say beg for likes. But we haven't asked in months. Give us a like. Uh, follow us on the YouTube. Follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'd be grateful. All right, guys. All right. All right.